0: It's Meg from Two Grieving Girls, and I have a very special guest host tonight, my friend Arlene, who I've been trying to connect with for like two months now, and it seems every time we have tried to record, we've had an issue, but welcome.
1: Hi. You can hear me good?
0: I can hear you. Yes. So we finally did this. It's only taken how long?
1: It's taken quite a while, so... I'm glad we're finally got it done.
0: <laughs> I know. So it's... how are you?
1: Um I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm doing all right. It's been uh a bit of an up and down kind of this month, September. But uh other than that, you know, I'm okay. I'm doing okay.
0: Yeah, do you want to tell us a little bit of your background or
1: sure. So I guess I don't know exactly where to start, but I'll just start. I'm here to, I'm from Toronto or just outside of Toronto in Ontario, Canada. And uh, I'm here. You and me met off of Instagram out of the grief community. Surviving your siblings was uh, one thing you'd mentioned you'd read. I told my story there. Okay. So uh, basically it's my most recent loss has been my brother, Raymond, and uh, we, we were six years apart, so he was six years older than me, and I have another brother a year older than him named David and a sister that passed away. Her name's is Vicki, and she was uh, 16 years older than me almost, actually. But so Raymond and me and my other brother, I was closest with them growing up. And like I said, Raymond was six years older than me. So we were really close. And growing up, he was kind of like a star to me. He was, you know, I wanted to just be like, just like my big brother. I really admired him. And we're really out of all my siblings, me and him are probably definitely the closest. So growing up um, we uh, you know had a bit of rough things happen there was a lot of alcohol and my mom was married several times and there was a lot of moving and stuff so we, we really stuck together also we ended up moving from the country to the city and it's my mom's biggest breakup with my stepfather and uh, we moved to the city and, eventually raymond got involved in drugs and partying and it kind of evolved from there and later in his later years he ended up addicted to more heavier drugs and yeah so you know it was really hard for him and we had a really love hate kind of relationship there was Obviously in that setting, there's a lot of things that are happening, a lot of anger, and you know addicts do things that they can't really control. So we had our ups and downs. Mostly they were ups in the last few years. We kind of had a lot more downs. I like kinda put my foot down with him a lot more. And about two years ago, he uh I'd finally kind of convinced him to get some help and he um, was about to go to rehab and that night he ended up taking off and it's quite a long story but he ended up getting frostbite and losing half his foot and he yeah so this was on you know like I said he was about to go to rehab and he had been on. The last drug he was heavily addicted to was the fentanyl. So I don't know if you know if you're familiar with it, but it's here I, where I live, it's a big thing. A lot of people are dying. Like just a lot of people.
0: I am. I am in the suburbs of Philadelphia. So I don't know if you've ever heard of Kensington. But that is like the fentanyl capital. Of, really,
1: wow! I think
0: like the U.S. It's giant here. It's a giant problem yeah. in the yeah. city.
1: Then you know. Then you know. I've lost just so many people. I've either been acquainted with or were friends. It's just. It's just like nonstop. But it, it was very, very powerful to him, and uh, you know. So he, when he that happened, and he lost half his foot. They ended up amputating. I thought oh this has got to be his rock bottom you know but it ended up it wasn't he ended up moving in with me and he'd you know he'd been in the hospital for a month and he was doing good and had all the best intentions and uh he came and stayed with me and you know it worked out for a few weeks and then it all went to pot and uh <laughs> he messed yeah. up and I had to like ask him to leave so then you know I I learned to have you know kind of a calm relationship I learned to like again not long after that I ended up losing my best friend so we kind of like got closer again then I was trying to let the anger go because my best friend had the same thing so I had the same relationship with her where I was angry at her a lot you know and uh so I was trying to learn my lessons from losing her and being more patient with my brother and more understanding you know then he couldn't control what was going on so you know i i'm really glad he came and he lived with me for a little while and even though it was a couple weeks we sat and talked and we kind of hashed things out and then it went south and then we were kind of like you know like kind of like neutral from then on i tried not to get mad at him sometimes i did because you can't help yourself you're only Mm -hmm. human you know and uh but, you know, so he had a lot of, he had the addiction, he had a lot of pain, and he was just like a hurricane, I used to call him Hurricane Ray, because he never stopped. And even here he was with half his foot amputated, that did not slow him down. He just <laughs> kept going. He just kept on going. He just, yeah, he just kept on going. So, but he had a lot of pain from that, and a lot of depression, and, you know, it sucked. He really tried to... uh get off of it and he would try to wean himself off and it would just you know it would just never worked out it was a continuing circle and in February of this year he um, I got a call one night and he had I found out he had died by suicide oh. he'd taken his life and yeah and he didn't it was really and just unbelievable and you know i can't sit here and say oh i never thought he would do something like this because there have been talk and attempts or cries for help and all through like his adult life so it wasn't even though it was still shocking as if that hadn't happened you know he had talked about it and i knew he was depressed and but I I couldn't understand it, you know. I couldn't understand how he did that, and you know, it wasn't the drugs that killed him. He had hung himself, and mm. I was I was mad at him. I was like, well, why didn't you just overdose yourself? Why would you do that, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Irrational thoughts. So yeah, so that happened, and honestly, it's nothing as has happened to me in my life that has been this profound I guess I I say profound sadness that you just feel with a death that happens in this manner so yeah so that's what happened and since then you know I was just a complete utter mess and I think the one of the best things for me has been kind of connecting with the community that has gone through similar things It's really helped to understand that how you feel is kind of like it's not abnormal at all right it is
0: amazing to meet people that have the exact same thoughts and I guess because it never um you know my dad passed 17 years ago he had colon cancer and I never even thought of like looking online and actually my a close friend of mine committed suicide four years ago and even then I never thought of like looking online I don't even know how i stumbled into the sibling group on facebook right i was like wow there is other people out there that like are feeling the same things i am because i i think you process everything and you have all these thoughts and you think that there's no one that could possibly understand how you're feeling
1: yeah exactly it, it,
0: it was like nice to find people that did understand
1: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, because you don't you don't just go through all these things that are just. And I've been through, you know, I lost my sister, I lost my best friend, and actually, before my brother Raymond, um, in January of this year, so in only a space of two months, my daughter's father passed away.
0: Oh that was
1: sudden and God, shocking. Girl,
0: you're going it through was it. Sudden
1: and shocking, and then. My cousin, who was, you know, not he was 50 when he passed, he had uh, OCPD, and I'd been visiting him downtown. I would go see him every couple of weeks, and, you know, we knew he had o- OCPD really, really bad, and we knew, like, he was going to pass away, but I thought, oh, you're doing good, and he quit smoking. I'm like, he could live another year, because I don't know, right? They don't know what. And so, like two weeks after my ex, Alan passed away, Jason passed away. He was my cousin and my and my direct cousin and my mom's sister's son, and uh, we were like brother and sister cause we were really close in age growing up and always were together. So he passed, and then Raymond, and then yeah, and then there's been actually several after that. Like I said, from overdoses and stuff. Yeah, but so like so close together. But Raymond's death has definitely was. It's just the most unreal to deal with. Just there's so many different emotions that go along with it, you know? So much yeah. And questions and stuff like that. So, yeah, it's helped me tremendously getting talking to other people that have been through it and, you know, that they understand that you feel that way.
0: It it definitely has been a game changer for me. Um, I, I, still feel I I mean yesterday was the eight month anniversary of my brother's death and it was my mom's birthday so it kind of like bittersweet kind of day and then um, Friday is my brother's wedding anniversary so I remember when my dad died not knowing what to do for my mom like when their first anniversary came around because it's like you don't want to ignore it but you don't want to upset them. And I'm in that boat again. Like, I don't know what to do for my sister-in-law. Like I, I don't know how to approach it or what to say. Yeah. And I, I've been so anxious about it all week. I was saying to my husband, I'm like, I I don't know what to do. So she actually is sold their house and is making settlement um, at the end of the week. And I haven't been back to his house since the night he died. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go on Thursday because I, I feel like the night he died, I tried to go up in the room and, and the police officer stopped me. And I thought yeah. for a second, like, I was thinking, like, I wonder if I could, like, beat him to the steps. But he was, like, 6'3", and huge. Yeah. I was like, this guy's <laughs> yeah. definitely going to take me out. Yeah. So I I never went upstairs. And then, obviously, like, the coroner came and... Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I just kind of feel like I need to do that for some reason. Yeah. So I yeah. I've been dreading that all week, which in my head I'm trying to like rationalize, like a
1: yeah. I'm, I'm dreading it. Need it, but and, you, yeah, yeah,
0: but I know that I need to do it. Mm-hmm. I know that if I don't do it, I'll regret it.
1: I when see, um you know, yeah,
0: when my friend Michelle died it was in her basement and you know when we were there that day I tried to go in the basement my husband was like what are you crazy like I'm not letting you go down there yeah um when her house when I did the final walk through with her daughter of her house we kind of came to the top of the basement steps and looked at each other like neither one of us had been down there yeah and I was like it's up to you like
1: right
0: you know because her daughter was young she was only 18 yeah and I was like we can either go down or And we ended up going down and, um, both her and I deal with like upsetting and uncomfortable things with just bad humor. So like we, you know, we were just (laughs) down there kind of like making jokes, like, and it, 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 I, I, I feel like it's only my family that's like that, but no,
1: it's not. Trust me. I think I know we, I know sometimes we do too. It's just you, sometimes you have to, um you gotta laugh sometimes or all you do is cry, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, like, so,
0: and this is so, like, this is so, so morbid, but the, the night my friend passed away, um, my other girlfriend and I sat at her house, because you have to get a professional cleaning crew to come out, like, you're not allowed to clean it out, like, they have to come out in, like, hazmat suits and So it was so surreal sitting there. And my friend and I both have like the same morbid curiosities. We were asking this guy a million questions. He was probably like, oh my God, did I draw the short straw? (laughs) So we didn't go down to the basement, but we just, they had taken paint down and we just assumed that they had painted the whole floor. And when her daughter and I went in the basement that last day, they had only painted like a patch of the floor. So And we were like, "What the hell? Like, they couldn't just paint the whole floor. Like, yeah. why don't you? Why don't you just like spray paint? It happened here. Like, like yeah. it was just so weird. Yeah, and like, that is why really would
1: they bizarre. Like, they're highlighting it. Like, it how is that going to be good for anybody?
0: It it's was so, so crazy. We were like, I can't believe that they didn't just. I, wow. It probably took them more time to. Right. But, you know, in our poor taste, we like laughed about it, but. <laughs>
1: No, I know I get that, because I, I wanted to go to where my brother was when it happened, and I haven't gone, but I've, like, wanted, I've thought about it, I've wanted to, I mentioned to my daughter, and she's like, why would you want to do that, like, to yourself, you know, and I don't know, sometimes I think you just have to go through it to get through it, and I don't know why I would want to, but...
0: Yeah, but it, it I, I mean, I definitely yeah. understand that.
1: yeah. And Absolutely. I think more
0: people are like that than not. Like, I I know my mom's not like that. Um, yeah, my mom, like, just my mom doesn't talk about anything. She and that's she like lives it. with me. That's how, that's
1: how me. my mom is as well. And and you know, she's my mom's been through it. She's lost three children, four children now. Oh my actually, god! Yeah, in her lifetime, and she's she's in her eighties, so she's starting to get a little forgetful. But Raymond was really her. Uh, we used to call Raymond her sunshine boy because he could just do no wrong, no matter how much wrong he did. <laughs> you know, she was always she was mom, and that was her boy, and that was it. And you know, even me, even her, like it was a sad, I protected him. If anything, else, anyone had anything to say about him, you know, like I can get mad and say what I want, but nobody else can. Oh yeah. Me.
0: Right. that's uh, that's an interesting thing that you say that because my best friend and I I talk about that like I could say whatever I want about you know my brother but ah, heaven forbid somebody else said something like the gloves are coming off
1: exactly right yeah that's because you know you you just love them so much and you want to protect them even though you get mad at them and yeah so yeah it's been complicated so, In fact, you know, like mom's not talking my mother's m- mom committed suicide before i was born um about a two years before i was born and the night that my cousin the one i was talking about earlier was being born that night she died by suicide and When my brother died my two uncles got on the phone and it was the first time they'd actually talked about their mother 50 years (laughs) yeah so it's, it's such a different world now and so thank god for connections and being able to get on the internet and out there and connect because like 50 years these these guys didn't talk i'm like no wonder my family's so messed up you know because yeah how did you get through this without
0: talking yeah I don't talk I mean I have a giant actually I have a big family on both sides but um my mom's family was like extremely close and all this her and her siblings had a falling out when my grandma died and none of them talk anymore and it, yeah. it's so weird because they were always such like a big part of my life so yeah the yeah. fact that like they didn't talk and none like none of the kids like none of us know what happened and right. it's odd and i actually i saw someone this weekend who knew my mom's she was dating my cousin who is like 20 years younger than me and she was like i know that i know you and she realized where she knew me from. And it was so uncomfortable because I was like, OK, so she knows that like our family doesn't talk. So, yeah, it, like I didn't know what to say. And I was at work and I was kind of like caught off guard. And I was like, oh, you know, my uncle, he was one of my favorite people in the whole world. But it was right. that was like a loss too. like I lost my mom's entire family. Yeah, and I know was, that my brother struggle. a huge
1: thing for me too like I have a huge family too so like my cousins are like sisters and brothers to me you know
0: yes that's how we grew up and I it's just not like that now and it's yeah it's weird lots of times mm-hmm. I'll hear a song or so there was four of us born and then we were born when my mom's younger brothers were teenagers so none of them had kids until like 15 16 years later so there's like I don't know like 18 of us all together but there was four of us and then the rest of them which we were always close with like but it it, the four well my brothers passed and then I don't talk to the other two just for Strange, ridiculous, random reasons, and it's,
1: uh, family stuff, right? It's it, the yeah, and, and it, in the you know, weird.
0: It definitely is because I, I said to my son, and God bless my son. He's so darn cute. He's nineteen, <laughs> and he's like such a mama's boy. Um, I'm in Pennsylvania and he decided to go to the University of Alabama, which is 16 hours away from us. And I hate that he is so far away. I like, I text him today. I'm like, I wish I could come see you. Okay. But um, a song came on that anytime it came on, my cousins, my brother and I would text each other because it reminded us of our pop pop. And I was like, wow, like I have no one to text.
1: Yeah, And he like
0: looked at me and he was like, you can text me, mom. And Aww, I was like, oh, my so God, like, I cried. I I you're so perfect.
1: <laughs> so sweet, right? Uh,
0: yeah, it was yeah. so yeah. incredibly. I'm like, oh, you're just so adorable.
1: Yeah, that's really sweet of him to say.
0: It was. I need him to come home because I'm left with three girls. And I need <laughs> him to balance out the girl in my house because oh, they're monsters.
1: Right. I guess you would. I have two girls, but they're older, so. Then yeah, mine,
0: like, they were teasing me the other night, and they were, like, tag-teaming, and I sent him a picture on Instagram. I'm like, can you please come home, because these bitches are teaming up on me, and I need you.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah.
0: I I know that we have talked about signs in our like conversations and I know you said you had a dream so I was really interested in hearing about your dream because I have had no dreams of my brother at all
1: yeah you know I was been waiting for like something you know and talking about signs and waiting for things that I think might be him but um yeah so I'm a person that has like sometimes has really vivid dreams like I get physical and loud and I swear like clear as day like you effing asshole and my boyfriend will be like jumping out of bed going what what did I do that is awesome (laughs) I love it I have these crazy kind of dreams sometimes and I get very crazy but so a few weeks ago this is the first dream I had a dream the night before his service but it was kind of very short and I don't really remember too much but It was weird. But this dream here, uh, a couple weeks ago, I dreamt that it was myself and Raymond, my brother, my other brother David, my mom, her ex-partner who's passed away. So he was in the dream, but he's passed away as well. And we had all gone to this cottage. And the cottage was my boyfriend's mom's cottage. And she's also passed away, and the cottage isn't there because my daughter actually built a house on the land. But oh, wow. so there's all these weird, like, connections to people that had passed away in the dream. So we all go up to the cottage and we get up there, and for some reason, we have my friend's car, but she's not in the dream, which is another weird thing because her husband. Was a really good friend with Raymond and he passed away like 15 years ago. So I don't know if that was a connection to him or what, but so we had this car and my brothers decided, told us they were going to go to the store, but they go and they don't come back. So I'm furious and I'm like, where did they go? They have my friend's car. They probably went to get drugs and they're going to smash up the car. And, uh, Somehow we make it, we wait, they don't come back, we make it back to the city. I get a hold of him on the phone, and I'm like, yelling at him, he's trying to tell me, what are you talking about? We came back. And I'm like, yeah, two days later, like, what are you talking about? <laughs> you said you're going to the store, 10 minutes down the road. <laughs> you came back two days later, which is something that you say. doesn't <laughs> <So>, uh, <laughs> count. I came back. So I'd hung up on him on the phone, and then... Me and my two daughters were going to look for him. So in my dream, he lived in these townhouses, which are his daughter's townhouses, the area of it in my dream, where she lives, not him. Which is kind of weird just thinking about it because she always says she sees him like in her yard. Really? Uh, Yeah. So we go to look for him, me and my two daughters, and somehow we climb this like... Huge, like hundred foot tree. We're climbing, okay? Oh, we don't have trees like that here. <laughs> we're climbing up this huge tree, and uh, I look down and I see my brother Raymond coming. So I'm so mad at him, right? Yelling at him or whatever. I'm like, "You off an asshole!" But I'm up in the tree, so he's looking all around and he can't see me. So. He starts running because he knows I'm somewhere and he knows I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> he's like... So in my dream, I'm like, I'm coming down the tree and then like he's running by the tree at the same time. And I leap off the tree like to tackle him. I literally <laughs> yell, Where is the effing car? And at that <laughs> point, I yelled that so loud. I woke up my boyfriend. He knew, like I said, it crystal clear. Where's the effing car? And I woke myself up, which I remember the dream, so because I woke up in the middle of it. So, yeah. So, that was it. I woke up yelling, where's the effing car? And about to <laughs> So, yeah, it was the weirdest thing, even though I was, like, so mad at him in the dream, which kind of, like, was a bummer. Like, it would be nice to have this nice, fluffy, loving dream. Yeah. <laughs> right? But I just, I started laughing so hard. I was, like, it's just, like, so typical, though. So oh, that is <laughs> I awesome. was just laughing so hard at this like crazy dream that I had of things he would have done in real life, when he was here, so, and I would have been furious. So <clears throat> it was typical to have it, but actually uh, have a, a group I have joined, and they have like some peer counseling, and okay. I was talking to the guy, my counselor, a week or two later and he actually is like wow i um i do like he has he has a dream book and he writes down all his dreams and he has all kinds of dreams he says and he actually does like a group support meeting on with the topic of your dreams
0: oh wow and so
1: yeah so i was like oh wow isn't this
0: like great
1: cuz i just had this crazy dream and i'm trying to figure out what does it mean right and, you Sounds know he's really like cool. yeah so he's like well one of the things maybe is like we have to talk about this more but like ever since raymond kind of passed away i was uh, first night i was like mad at him maybe for like an hour or two and then ever since then it's like almost like he was a saint because i've just forgotten all mm-hmm. the stuff you know and just because he was such a loving guy you really Isn't look, it
0: funny I'm how quickly yeah. you forget? I was just watching, Maybe. I all of a sudden started watching Chicago Med. So I've been binge watching it for days. And um the one storyline the woman says to her husband, she's like he's talking about a vacation that they went on. And she's like, What are you doing? And he's like, what do you mean I'm reminiscing? And she's like, you're trying to rewrite history. That's not how that went down at all. Right. And I'm like, I like know that I do that in my head.
1: Right. Like I
0: definitely, like you just, you, you make the person into like a scene. It's like anything they ever did, you just completely forget. Exactly. Um,
1: Exactly. It's totally it. So I think in my dream, maybe that part of it was letting the anger kind of come out because I don't want to be angry at him when I'm awake,
0: (laughs) right? Yeah. I
1: don't want to feel angry at him anymore. Like, I can't believe, like, I can't fathom what he went through to get to that point, you know? Yeah. And, you know, that's what haunts me the most, and, like, I don't want to be angry with him. And, yeah, so I guess in my dream, I was letting my anger out at him. And do you feel
0: like it's been less, Since that dream, like your anger,
1: uh, probably the same, maybe the same. I don't know, maybe the same. I guess, like, it's just kind of showing me that it's okay if I want to be angry at him. Mm -hmm. But like I said, I don't really feel. I feel more angry at myself than angry at him. So, you know, I, I guess that's you know, the lesson I took from it. I can get angry at them, I guess. If, you know, I have a right to be, you know, and yeah. you have to kind of remember that, right? With your guilt and stuff. You know, yeah, you, that you don't live to... your life thinking that this is going to happen. You live your life in the reality of the moment, so all you can do is kind of learn from it, which is what I'm trying my best to do is learn. Learn those so, lessons.
0: I, I feel like I constantly, I, I just said to my husband, I, I've always kind of been a doom and gloom kind of person. It's like a family joke that I'm gloomy.
1: Yeah.
0: And I always like expect the worst. Like I'm always, my husband is like Mr. Positivity. It's so funny because we're so opposite. People are like, how the hell did you two like stay married all these years? And I'm like, cause he like balances me. He's like happy and normal and I'm doom and gloom. So like, we're good. Yeah. But, um, ever since I I constantly am waiting for like the next tragedy to happen like I'm I said I always used to like dread things and worry about things I'm like but now that I I feel like something like that tragic happened like now I I think of like like my mind goes ridiculous places like I Mm -hmm. I worry about the craziest shit and I'm I'm like I try not to like project it onto my kids. So they're not like feeling my crazy, but, um, I, I do worry about, and I've, so I've never had a dream about my brother. I haven't dreamt often. Mm -hmm. And I started taking something to sleep about a year and a half ago. And I really haven't dreamt since then. So I don't know if it just knocks me out. And like, I just completely don't remember Yeah, but I have seen like several for sure 100% signs, right? At least I feel. Um, So my brother died on a Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And my daughter, Emma. So my brother always wore the basketball number 30. He was like a basketball all-star. And when Emma was little, she wanted to wear that number because she wanted to be like him. So she's now like a varsity starting like basketball player. And um, she decided to play in the game the night after he died. So like I like called the coach and I was like, look, like this is her call. Like she wouldn't do this if she didn't feel like she could you know like she wouldn't put like the team in jeopardy because we were having like a great season so um she played in the game and we ended up winning 37 to 7 so i'm like okay so the seventh was my brother's birthday he was 37 years old and we won by 30 points, which is their basketball number. So I'm right. like, I felt like that was like a total sign. Yeah. I'm like, that's just way too coincidental.
1: Yeah. Right. And then
0: um, there, there was a couple like weird things that happened, but I started, I picked up shifts as a banquet server at a very old building in our area. And we're on the second banquets are on the second floor so we have to go up and down these steps which no one uses but the banquet servers and we don't carry money because like you pay for your banquet with the managers and stuff and but every single shift that I've worked at this place I've found a penny so I like find pennies like at the craziest moments like and that never happened to me before even like when my dad died when Michelle died like nothing but yeah. once my brother I, can I tell you I have like at least 40 different pennies and I'm like right. I always write like down where I started the first one I found I punched a hole in and I put it on a keychain for my sister law okay. and, yeah. and then I went through and I like as I found them like I gave each of my kids one as a keychain and then I, I have this picture frame that they go in now but when we went to the shore for vacation my brother absolutely loved the beach and the water. And I love the beach. Like I could sit on the beach for hours. So our first night there, I was like, I just need to walk down to the water by myself. Like, I know that this is going to be a hard two weeks. It's like my first vacation, like without him and like, just let me walk down. So my husband and my kids stayed back. And as I was walking down, there was like a hundred teenagers just gathered and I'm walking in between a group of them. And right when I get into the middle of them, like the kid on my right was yelling to the kid on my left. And he's like, where's Anthony? Where's Anthony at? And I stopped because that that was my brother's name. And it just like, it stunned me. And I'm like, these kids are probably thinking like, what is up with crazy pants stopping here Like there's this like old lady staring at us, but I, I just stopped and like stared for a second. And I, I was like, wow, that was weird. And then I went and I got pizza for the kids and I'm sitting and I'm waiting for my pizza and there's a guy standing next to me and he's like, how you doing? And I was like, good. And and I was looking at something on my phone and he was like, you know, you enjoying your vacation. And I was like, yeah, how about you? He's like, yeah, it's nice. And the girl walks up to the counter, and she's like, "Anthony, here's your food." And I like looked at him, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" I'm like, "This like so weird,
1: right?"
0: Like it just felt like so crazy. And then my daughter, my ten year old's best friend, who I absolutely love. This little girl, like I would take her anywhere, and she comes on vacation with us. And my brother like loved her, but could never remember her name. So we would always say, "Oh hey, honey." So they're only 10 and the house we stay in is like old it's like an old seashore house so they come like walking in and they look like kind of weird and I'm like what's up with you two and they're like we heard something so we already know that this house is haunted like the owners have told us like and a friend of mine stayed in it one time and heard things and we've heard things and things have moved around so we know that like there's something in the house that and anybody that's ever stayed there has said it but mm-hmm. the little girl and and my daughter come in and they're like we heard someone saying hey honey and mm-hmm. I looked at them and I was like oh and I said well you know that's what aunt always said to you I'm like so maybe it's him because they were like truly spooked and I was like you know, yeah honey, It's just Aunt like letting you guys know that he's here. I'm like, remember that's what he always called you.
1: Yep. Yeah.
0: And needless to say, they slept in my room the entire time because they were so spooked.
1: spooked. After that, yeah, exactly. Even if it's him, we're still spooked. (laughs) Yeah. 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 They were like. (laughs) Yeah.
0: But I feel like I see signs often. I see like numbers
1: often. uh, Yeah, numbers are a big thing. My best friend, her before she passed her mom passed away and it was always dimes that she would find and the night that my best friend passed away Shelly I uh there was a dime in my pocket and I'm like that was not there like what the hell like how is there a dime deep down in my pocket here yeah yeah it was dimes and and there's been a few since then and also Butterflies were a big thing for her, and her sister sent me a video one day, and she was in her backyard with her daughter, who was Shelly's niece, and there was a monarch butterfly flying around the backyard, and it just kept she said first there was a cardinal in the tree, and then there was this butterfly. And she's uh-huh. like, the cardinal was like chirping at the butterfly. And she's like, and then the butterfly was flying around. It was flying all around the deck and the patio and the Table and everything, the umbrella, and it like just wouldn't leave. And she's like, Then it came and landed on my toe. And then she got her phone out and started recording it. And this butterfly is flying around, and her daughter's out there with her. And she's like, Shelly, if that's you, land on Melissa. And I kid you not, the butterfly went over and landed in Melissa's oh. pants. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, she, like I said, she's got it on video. Wow. sent it to me. Yeah lands on her hand like after she said that i'm like what you gotta i like
0: love that shit i'm all about yeah uh, i love hearing stories like that i'll have to find i'll send it to you on instagram a picture of it you just reminded me we were at like a campground and i was laying out we were by the pool and a butterfly landed on my back and someone was like, "I think it's pop pop," but it was just like so weird that it, it laid yeah. on my back and just like hung out there. And I was like, "Yeah,
1: oh, right, okay." Right. I'm exactly. like, "This is odd." Like I, yeah, penny.
0: And like I definitely find pennies. I mean, I'm gonna be rich by the end of the year. If That's yeah, I right. might almost have a whole dollars exactly. worth of pennies from the right. last eight months.
1: Exactly. Yeah, my my Absolutely. niece also is Father's Day, and my niece, who's Raymond's daughter, she was going camping that weekend and she was really upset as her first father's day without her dad. And she was thinking about him a lot and just said having a hard time. And uh, they got there or whatever. And I think it was in the morning she went for a walk and she was upset at the time. And she stumbled upon this feather, really beautiful feather and picked it up and brought it back. And she brought it back home with her and she was like, she works from home so she had her papers on her little desk and her she had the uh, feather on top of it and her son came over Cash who's five and he said oh what's that and she's like oh it's a feather and she's like oh that's a gift from grandpa and really like, yeah and then she looked it up and I can't remember exactly all the meanings but there was some really strong meanings to... It ended up being an owl feather. So there was some oh, strong wow. meanings to to finding an owl feather um, from someone that had passed. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so that was pretty... That was pretty... Yeah, uh, I think that was definitely a gift for her. And then... Uh, <coughs> I'm sorry. I almost forgot this. But uh, last week, I was having... A really hard week. It was it's like suicide prevention awareness September and I had been thinking about Ray and kind of posting about stuff that day and just kinda of brought me right back to the beginning. But uh so I had a really hard week and then at the end of the week or whatever, um my brother loved peanut butter and chocolate and he loved Reese's pieces peanut butter cups. So we had them at his service. So a couple Aww. days ago, I'm laying in bed and I just sat down and I look. <coughs> sorry, a little dry throat there. And there's a peanut butter cup wrapper on my lap. Just the wrapper. Really? Yeah, just the little brown piece. That's so cool. So I was like, did that stick there or, you know? From something, or is that something a sign?
0: Oh, I'm definitely going with sign. Right. That's so so cool.
1: And it's his favorite. And yeah, yeah.
0: I'm all about this the signs. I think it's like the coolest thing, and I I like. I used to, I always felt like my dad never sent me like clear signs and it was something my brother and I used to talk about often because he had like, somebody would be like, hey, you two. I'm like, our, our like train runs on the same crazy track. So we like get each other, right. like we have the same, but we had always said like, I will send you definite signs that it's me. So um I'm like, whenever I do find the pennies it always seems to be in moments that I need to I actually asked the woman that I worked with and I was like at the risk of sounding crazy I'm gonna ask you this I'm like because it's very strange to me that I find a penny on every shift I'm like all right because I would said something to her like we had talked about it when I first started working there, I'm like, yeah, it's like the craziest thing. And then I was like, you know, Kim, I did ask you something. I'm like, are you throwing these pennies? Like, it's totally okay. If you are, I'm like, but I just feel like it's so absurd that like no one uses these steps, but the banquet yeah. servers, no one ever comes upstairs ever. Like, we could be throwing rager parties up there. No one ever comes up. So it just, I'm like, how are they ending up there? And she swore to me, she said, I promise you, it is not me. So I guess right? I'll just keep Yeah, keep yeah exactly. To my you know
1: I think you gotta be open to it. And, uh, I always feel, I've always felt like with my sister, my sister passed away from ovarian cancer in 2012. And, uh, I've always felt like a presence since then sometimes at important moments or uh-huh. even a warning. Like, and it sounds crazy, but like, I can't physically hear her talking to me, but I feel like she but is, yeah, you sense know, like she's saying something. She might not be saying it out loud, but I can sense it and feel kind of what she's saying. And uh, so... I think a lot of it is being open to that, and I'm kind of really interested actually in getting more into that aspect of kind of grief, of like opening yourself up to kind of your loved one and getting those kind of signs. So yeah, a lot of it is keeping open to it, and I've definitely felt my brother's presence too at times. Like I felt him like say, you know, it's okay, you know, I love you, it's okay. And I'm okay now. you
0: know. That's super cool. We'll have to keep each other in the loop about our signs.
1: Absolutely.
0: I feel like I, I, I have a medium reading on the 28th, September 28th with someone. So a friend of mine who has never seen a medium before uh, saw this lady and she said, Megan, I'm telling you that this woman knew something about me that no one knew she's like there's no possible way cuz i saw a medium after my brother died and i felt like he completely 100% took everything from my social media i'm like it, it, yeah, and it, that's it, what i was like it's it just uh, yeah like it's and fortunately like the guy was like super nice but i was like yeah like yeah, i don't know i've i've something. seen tons of mediums in So this lady, I said to her, I explained to her that, you know, I'm, I've seen tons of mediums over the years, but I've been kind of hesitant because the last one I felt like they came from my like social media. And she said, well, I promise you that I won't look at your social media. So there's a couple things that I'm like, all right, if this lady's legit, like she'll know these couple things. So I'll Mm -hmm. have to, we'll have to do like a recap like right? sometime next week after yeah. I talk to her. I had thought so about I can tell so you
1: all much. about it. Yeah, for sure. I thought about that so much too. And I was like thinking of giving a fake name so that they couldn't I look know. me up on social media because I thought about that. Right. Well, it's like so hard too
0: because then you have to pay with Venmo. So I'm like, all right, well, my yeah. Venmo is my full name. I'm like, I feel like no matter what I do, because I exactly. used my email address, like I have an, I coach cheerleading for our middle school. And mm-hmm. I just like I have an email that's just like Coach Meg, and so I use that. Like my last name is not anywhere on it. Yeah. And um, but then I was like, crap! Like I'm gonna have to pay her with my Venmo.
1: So yeah, then I thought about asking it, right? my friend
0: to pay for. I like I think I might yeah. ask my friend. I might just Venmo my friend and be like, can you Venmo the medium lady for yeah. me? So she doesn't have my name Get around
1: it somehow, right? <laughs> uh, yeah,
0: I'm like but I yeah. I don't want to but I'm like all right like I I'm gonna like go with it because my friend was like look like yeah. it, it really like there's no way she could have known this stuff so I was like all right yeah. I'll give it a try I'll yeah I'll give another try
1: for sure for sure okay well I'll have to have a recap and I'm, thank you for having me on and chatting
0: absolutely we will we'll connect again and I'll uh, text you after I talk to her and that we'll try great. to do like a quick recap show I'll tell you what she says
1: absolutely that sounds good thank
0: you so much for coming on and we'll talk to everyone soon you too Bye. bye bye
1: everybody